Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. Take your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 2 and Luke chapter number 2. And uh, we're not going to be long tonight, but we are going to be long enough to give honor to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, for Him coming to this earth and uh, being born and unveiled in flesh and dwell among us that we might behold the, behold the glory of God. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1, to all of our guests, thank you very much for being here. You've honored us by being here, and we appreciate you very, very much. In Luke chapter 2, verse number 1, and let's stand, if you would, if you can stand, if you, if you have the, uh, the wherewithal, if you'll do that. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. Let's read the entire Christmas story out loud together. Can we do that? We're going to go all the way through verse number 14. So Luke chapter 2, verse number 1 through verse number 14. And let's read it together out loud. Ready? Begin. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord." And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. What a beautiful story. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are waiting for your return. We are waiting for you to split that eastern sky and come back and get us. Lord, many of us have loved ones in heaven that right now are with you. Lord, they make up this great host of witnesses according to Hebrews. And Lord, they are watching us at this very moment. But Lord, all of us know that we are just occupying till you come. We are living out our salvation in every day that we live, not earning it because it was already paid for on Calvary, but Lord, we're living out the glory 
that exist on the inside of us that one day will be revealed when we see you. Lord, I ask that this night, even on this night, may you change somebody's eternity. and May they be like that gentleman in the story tonight, that they come to grips with forgiveness, and they come to grips for this reason that we're here. Bless this night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Your Bible is divided into two categories. It's divided into the Old Testament and it's divided into the New Testament. Right there in the middle of the Old at the end of Malachi, in the very beginning of the book of Matthew, it is called the dark years. It is over 400 years that somebody as they left Malachi, if you could imagine when those people that do our buildings and they secure them at night, on their way out, they will simply reach up and hit the last switch and it will go dark. This is what happened in Malachi. But on the way out in Malachi, you're going to know that the very last verse of the Old Testament talks about turning the heart of a son to the father and turning the heart of a father to a son. This is not by happenstance. This is by design. Because that very last verse is a signpost that is pointing to the coming of the Messiah. Boy, Matthew opens up, and after we go through some lineage, we find the Christmas story. But here in Luke chapter 2, you're going to find there is a phrase in verse number 14. Would you look at it? Glory to God in the highest, and on what, please? Earth, finish it, peace, goodwill toward men. That, that's just a phrase to you and I, but it's more than just a phrase. The angels and the heavenly host had been waiting all this time for the prophecy to be fulfilled. That heavenly host, those angels that, that, that went throughout the Old Testament, back there in Isaiah chapter 7, when he said, coming is a virgin that will give birth to a child. This is my promise to you a sign. He didn't give a sign of a stick turning to a snake and turning back. That was not the sign. He didn't give a sign like Gideon to where he turned the fleece wet one day and dry the next. That was not the sign. But God so believed in redemption of mankind that he looked at that king, I believe his name was Ahaz, and he said to King Ahaz, don't make alliance with the king of Assyria. Don't make alliance with anybody here because you don't need them to deliver you. You need me to deliver you. And I'm going to tell you how much I believe in my ability to deliver you. Coming 740 years down the road, there's going to be a son that's going to be born from a virgin, and that will be the Christ child. Oh, oh my friends, when it said here, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Christmas is, has a central theme, and that central theme is the manger. But it was more than just a baby being born. It was the fulfillment of everything everybody's been waiting on. You see, for all those years, there was no peace on earth. For all those years, there was not goodwill toward men. 
Do not get sucked into this humanistic philosophy that says this is the best this world's ever been. This is the worst this world's ever been. And if this is the worst this world's ever been in over 2,000 years, can I remind you, if you'll take your Bibles, if you will, and if you'll look at John chapter 3 and verse 16, and in John chapter 3 and verse 16, would you look at what kind of world the Savior was born into? The Savior was born into a world that was a world of condemnation. Look at verse number 17, John 3, 17. For God sent not his Son into the world to what, please? Condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Look at it, verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that, be- he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth what? Not is what, please? Condemned already. You see, they didn't come into the world to see if they were going to hell. No, 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 no. Mankind, that sin is condemned. Do you understand that? They're not living to find out if they're going to go to hell. They're living on their way to hell. And this is the kind of world that existed in a world without a voice for God, in a world without the prophets, in a world with no Savior. It just got darker, and it got darker, and it got darker and it got darker why did them angels all of a sudden start singing them angels started singing because for the first time in over 400 years the light had come to the world and that light was born in that manger right there and when the shepherds saw the star they said where is that babe that's in that manger and then all of a sudden they made their way and the angels broke out into a hallelujah glory to God in the highest peace for the first time Peace for the first time is made possible, but more than that, goodwill toward men. He did not have him come in the form of Adam in the garden. He did not have Jesus come as the first Adam fully grown in a garden of peace. He did not have his son come with an entourage of 10,000 angels as a royal king. He did not have his son come in a spirit the second time like he did the first time moving the spirit upon a earth that was without form and void and walking in darkness. You see, the world that existed in Matthew was a world of darkness. It was a world of no form. It was a world of void. There may have been homo sapiens walking around the earth, but it was a dark, dark planet because it had not the solution for the condition of mankind, and that was a savior. This is more than just Christmas, my friend. This is more than just... an an, an event to where we just put out the lights and put out, no, no, no. This represents a world that went from total darkness to all of a sudden the solution was brought through the womb of a virgin into a manger to light the entire world. He didn't come like the first Adam. He didn't come like the spirit to move. No, he became flesh and he dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. How dark was it when he came? It was so dark, if you'll take your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter 2. It was so dark that he came to this world that was condemned on their way to hell. Just how bad was the landscape of leadership? Look how bad the landscape was in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 16. 
Then Herod, Matthew 2, 16, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth, and what please, slew all the children. Did you see that? Slew all, how bad was it when he came? How dark had it gotten? At least America is selective in their abortion and killing of children. This king was not selective. He said, we've got to stop this so-called king that's a baby. Look, look at your, at your Bible. And slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and in all the coasts thereof from what, please? Two years old and under. I was in the baptistry this morning getting ready to baptize, and we subsequently baptized Justice at the end of the service. But when I come running, came down the stairs, coming around the corner, running down the hallway was my grandson, Grant. Knowing what I was going to preach on today, I thought to myself, this world was so dark that it took innocent children like that. And there was a king that went throughout all the coasts and the world was so dark at that time that they killed all the children. How dark does a king's heart have to be to take out the innocent ones? Oh, it was dark. It was dark. And they had lived this way. And they had lived this way. And they had lived this way. But on that night, on that night, when that babe let out, the star of Bethlehem was born. And on that night came in to our world a Savior. Isn't that beautiful? A Savior. This world was dark. And no wonder that the angels began to sing glory to God in the highest. But I want you to notice the two things that exist in this verse. Look at it because we're about done. Are you ready? Peace. Where, please? Peace and uh, on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. You see, these are the two things that was the mission of that babe in the manger. Do you know what the angels knew? There's finally a God that is on the earth that will do two things. Number one, he'll bring peace. Peace. My friend, peace is not found when there's no crime in the city of Longview. Peace is not found when all the nations of the world no longer put down their arms, when they, when they put down their arms. Peace is not when Russia decides not to invade a country. This is not peace. You know where peace, he, he, he came to bring peace? He came to bring peace within the heart of men. He came to bring peace within the heart of men. This, he was not there to set up his kingdom. He was there to bring peace. And listen to this. The reason that we can live in a dark world is because we have a bright God living on the inside. And there are people right now that are searching. There are people that enter the doors of a church all over this country and all over this world, and they're dry on the inside, and they're tore up on the inside, and they don't know where to turn. They can't seem to get it fixed with God. And the reason they can't get it fixed with God is because there's no peace with a holy God because they've not accepted that babe in the manger as their Savior. 
Boy, if you're here, you're listening to me, understand this. You'll have no peace with God until you have peace with his son through the blood that he shed on Calvary. Do you remember what it was like before you trusted Christ? Do you remember what it was like before you knew Christ as your Savior? I loved how somebody put it the other day when Miss Kelly and I were out of town, and there's a young lady that's at Grace's church, and we were visiting, went down for Thanksgiving with Grace and Jordan to, to Georgia, and uh, a young lady there, and uh, her name's Destiny, and, and uh, known her for years, but she got saved last year. And I looked at her, and I said, tell me about it. She said, when I got saved, I knew something was wrong, but when I got saved, it was like, this whole world opened up, and now things mean something to me. Oh, some of you are operating in black and white. Y'all remember the old TVs? How many remember the old black and white? Yeah, you're old. How many remember when you were the remote for your parents? How many remember that if there was something bad came on TV, it was your fault for not moving fast enough? Hey, Listen. Some of you are operating in black and white. And church members, you're not exempt because if you are just looking everything as duty and you can't find that babe in the manger, then you need peace with a holy God. But that only comes through Jesus Christ. How many remember the day you got saved and things went from being black and white to total color and you understood and grasped the depth of love and you grasped everything that was going on and all of a sudden the words that people would sing were no longer just words and melody. You, you fought past the melody and you fought past the syncopation and, and now it gets right down to the words and it's like, oh my goodness, I know exactly what that means and your heart does backflips. You don't know what that is? That's because you are inter interacting with a holy God, and the only way you and I can act with a holy, interact with a holy God is because of a Savior who became flesh and dwelt among us and lived a sinless life and went to Calvary and died on Calvary, became sin for us. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again, and one day he's coming back to get you and I. That's what it's all about. And when it says a son is given, oh, my friend, it was more than a son that was given. You know what was given? The solution for hundreds of years of tyranny, depravity, and there are still parts in this world. This is why we need missionaries. There are still parts in this world that the oppression that the devil has is huge. I don't know if you've ever been to that part of the country. I think everybody needs to get, get save up your money and take a missions trip and go to a third world country and experience what it's like with no Jesus. Because as soon as you step in to this oppression, you're going to praise God you live in America to where we are a gospel preaching world. That, 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 that was more. My, my title's very simple. Peace and goodwill was not on earth until. Peace and goodwill was not on earth until. And this is the same thing that happens inside the hearts of men and women in this world. There is no peace and goodwill on the inside of somebody until. Jesus 
is born in your spirit. And when he's born, then there's peace. And then there is what? Look at, look at Luke 2.14. There's peace and then there is good will toward what, please? Did you hear that? If there is no peace with God in salvation, then don't expect to live a life of goodwill toward men. You see, this is what the Lord brought into the world. When that babe was born in the manger, the reason them angels and that host started shouting, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, on earth peace and goodwill. You know what they finally said? Finally, 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 this world is going to have a chance to see what God is all about. You see, up to this point, God always dwelt behind curtains. Up to this point, God always dwelt on the inside, and the most they saw about God was the smoke of ascension from the sacrifice, and the most that was ever seen of God was when Moses saw the backside of God and the glory, and he came down and his face shone to where people couldn't even look at him. That's the most they had ever seen. But now in that manger was the Son of God, not in his beginning, but in his manifestation, and there he lay, and those shepherds got to go around him, and those people got to go around him and the angels in heaven that host were saying glory to God you now are seeing for the very first time what we have got to see this entire eternity because now you get to have peace on earth and goodwill toward men does it not say that God's thoughts towards you and I are nothing but good and nothing but kindness? He's not a mean old God sitting up there going, I can't wait to judge. No, for God so loved the world that he did what, my friend? That he what? Gave. And that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is not about the presents. Christmas is not about the lights. It's not about the trees. It's about finally there's a solution for everything going on. I am not a humanitarian. I'm a Christian. And here's the difference. Humanitarians do good deeds for the sake of the flesh. Christians do good deeds for the sake of the soul. Can I ask you a question? And I'm just going to lay it at your feet. Have you recognized that something happened to you when you trusted Jesus as your Savior. The day you trusted Jesus was the day the heavens broke open again and said, now they're going to know what it's like to have peace. And now they're going to know what it's like to have good will toward men. We saw a great depiction tonight, didn't we? To where that judge stood up and that judge did goodwill. Do you know how he could do goodwill? He could do goodwill because he had peace with God. Tonight, I want to tell you two things. One, you're not still alive after salvation 
to do no goodwill. Did y'all hear that? Now, I don't do good to get to heaven. I'm going to heaven because of Christ Jesus. But you are not left here so that you can just exist in your own bubble. You know why you're here? To do goodwill toward men that they might get your peace. You see, Jesus on his way to Calvary did not just isolate himself from the masses. You know what Jesus did on his way to Calvary? He did good will. You know what Acts says? Acts is very clear. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. You know what this is telling us? That on Jesus' way to Calvary, guess what he did? He did good. But the average believer just simply has been to Calvary. They don't do nothing. They don't do anything. And then they tip God at Christmas, and they tip God at Easter, and they tip God at special occasions. Oh, my friend, there's a lost world of a, a, a lost world out there that needs Jesus Christ. And do you know the only way they're going to get him is if you continue what Christ came to this earth to do in the manger, and that is this. Finally, peace on earth. On earth, there's going to be peace, and there's going to be goodwill toward men. When is the last time you did a random, unselfish act of kindness? You have 12 days left starting tomorrow till Christmas. I'm going to challenge you. From now till Christmas, every day, do a goodwill toward man. You friends get together. You dating couples get together. Husbands and wives get together and just say, starting tomorrow, who are we going to do something good for? And watch your peace pick up. Because when you are taking a step to doing something good, then watch it. That peace is going to pick up. This morning, there were about four stories in this auditorium that I'm going to tell in time to come. But you know why the four stories were made possible? It's because of peace, goodwill. How many could say right now, I'm saved, I'm a believer? Would you raise your hand? I'm saved and I'm a believer. You can put your hand down. Then you have peace on the inside. Where's your goodwill? What have you done for somebody else that is the most unselfish act ever? Would you go to John 3.16? I'm going to end with this. John chapter 3 and verse number 16. Very familiar verse, but I want you to look at the wording of it. And I think this is why they sang the praises to the, I think this is why verse 14 of Luke 2 says, glory to God in the highest. Because look at what God did for God. So loved the world that he gave 
his, what's the next word? His what? Only. Only. Did you see that? Only. And I really believe the reason they said glory to God in the highest was because God did not give one of. God did not go to his silverware and give one set of. God went to his only begotten son. And his only begotten son, he gave. It's one thing for you to give some of your money with stuff in reserve. It's another thing for you to give with something still having. But it's another thing to give only one that you'll never get again. I love my family, and in the seminary chapel this week, we were going over our favorite Christmas memories, our worst Christmas memories, the thing that people hated on Christmas, the thing people loved on Christmas. I found out about our seminary students that they hated it when mom and dad would want to sleep in on Christmas morning. They hated it when they would have to, they say how unspiritual this group of people were, our future church leaders. They hated the fact that they would have to read the Christmas story on Christmas morning and then open presents. They were like, can't we just open the presents? And then I found out that Connor Woods all these years hates white elephant gift parties. So if you could uh, put that on there for unto us, a child is born. And okay. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you, but to give something that's an only, when we were just elementary, my dad worked for General Motors, and, and uh, we really had a great life. My sister and I went to a public school from kindergarten to about the third or fourth grade, and my dad went off to college and surrendered to the ministry, and my dad went from huge salary to working at a steel mill overnight. And I can remember those couple of Christmases there, about 74, 75, 73, 74, 75. We were just elementary. My sister Karen is one year younger than I am. How many remember the Mrs. Beasley dolls? How many remember, okay, you pulled the Mrs. Beasley's dolls and they would speak to you? And you knew that you had pulled it too much when we were, and, and, and everybody wanted to give a gift. Everybody wanted to give a gift. And I watched my redheaded sister, one year younger than I, not have anything to give. This was her prized possession. Scott was preaching one time as a, a little guy, and uh, he wanted to baptize a convert, so he baptized Mrs. Beasley in the toilet. This did not set well with Mrs. Beasley's mother because she got really upset and sued uh, the church there at the house and didn't get permission to baptize Mrs. Beasley. Karen's upset. But a vivid memory of a Christmas long ago was when Karen wrapped up her only, only. And in her mind, she was going to give it away. Listen. Jesus wrapped his only. And he came into his own, and his own received him not. 
But boy, did he crawl upon Calvary and loved us enough that he died for us. And if you're here for the very first time in that manger, this world had visible peace and a visible body that went about doing good. And for you and I not to act like the saviors, for you and I to waste, to waste that salvation. When the Bible says work out your own salvation, it doesn't mean to work for salvation. It means to take the salvation that you have and express it with goodwill toward men. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.